Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen, bots and cons to Tech Talk, the officially unofficial Transformers TCG podcast. I'm joined, as always, by Scott of VectorSigma.info, and we didn't have our countdown, Scott, because I got a little surprise for the intro for you when you you take a look at this one when I ship it over for YouTube upload. <laughs> okay. I, uh, I created a new intro. There's no... I got to play around with it a little bit because... I realized after I did it that if I don't mute you ahead of time and then something happens, it's going to be, you know, screaming in the middle. But mm. it worked the first time, so we'll see if we can do it again next time. But anyway, uh, we actually have a pretty packed show, folks, and uh, I'm sure we'll split this into two. I'm not really sure where it's going to be split because it's the, the first two topics may take a whole lot of stuff or we'll squeeze in some previews. We'll We'll figure that out later, but if you listen to this one and you're following along on the topic list and you realize we didn't hit it, stay tuned for the next one when we get it up. But, Scott, there was a, there, there was some stuff that happened <laughs> this week. Just a, yep. a couple minor details. <laughs> so which one do you want to start with? Well, let's start with, I guess, chronologically the oldest. So, recently, we did have the very first pro play tour event and it was taken down by Stefan. So shout out to him. He seems to be able to, he grabbed the origins win. he grabbed the first PPG tour win. Uh, he seems to have, you know, like it, that's his thing. He gets in there and he's, he's getting the early victories. So congratulations to him. Uh, I know Cameron and Stefan both were putting out a number of reports. I'm sure stuff is filtering in. And Scott, you had mentioned just before the recording that officially on Facebook, the PPG account is posting the deck lists that were present at the event. Yeah, they had their own Facebook group dedicated to the uh, Pro Play Games Tour, so um, I highly recommend that if anybody uh, is looking for information on there to join that Facebook group. Um, it's the former competitive group, if you ever saw that floating around, where there really wasn't much going on, but the, they kind of just took that over. Um so the best bet is to join in there, and then and then that's where all the information will be updated, and um, the occasional articles and things like that that are on the site also go in there. So I think as the tour grows, there will be additional um, information that goes on that site. It'll be it's mirrored on other Facebook groups just to make sure that people come over. But the main place to find it is always on their their own Facebook group. So you know, shout out to them for hosting and and having all that kind of stuff on their own content. Absolutely, okay. yeah it it was a since there was such a short period of time between when it was first announced and this very first event, I know a lot of people were obviously scrambling to try and make uh, make plans so that they can try and get out there. The turnout was still pretty decent given the time frame that was allowed. I think it was tw- 19. Is that accurate? I could be making Sounds that right. Yeah. Uh, it was Sounds somewhere right. in that range. Um, I do have some notes. Again, I apologize. The lists were posted but since they were, I guess, scanned or pictures of the handwritten lists, as you would imagine, would have yes. taken a little bit of time to transcribe it. So we're not that prepared for tonight's recording. But I'm sure those will be up and available in other forms. Or if you want to go read everybody's handwriting, you can head on over to the Facebook group. Uh, the event was taken down by Stefan. As I said before, he was running. It looks like the Rain Shockwave build that has been growing in popularity for some time. Uh, he ran Flame War over Fireflight. So, um, I mean, 
with with only access to one range character, I guess you mm. have to be careful that your red alert doesn't die. Oh, uh, he's Stefan's actually in chat because I was going to say my notes okay. are saying he's running skydive, but I uh, no, I think he's running. Um, oh, he's saying he's he's, he's here. He's saying he's running skydive or was running oh, my skydive. Bad. So yeah, my bad. We'll my bad. Yeah. we'll <laughs> we'll take it from him. <laughs> my bad. Um, but either way, it was only one range character. So mm. um, as long as the red alert stayed alive, which um, apparently he did. In a lot of in some of the games I saw, so, he's uh, he is surprisingly go- sturdy. Um, yeah, <laughs> I can definitely attest to that. Especially when you're not flipping them, obviously. Oh, right, of course. Mm-hmm. So, uh, aside from that particular shockwave build, uh, Cameron, who we've mentioned before, shout out to him for also doing the extra life campaign, which is still going on. I think by the time you're hearing this recording, it is while we're actively recording, but by the time it goes live next week. I believe so. It should be, be because isn't that isn't that International Game Day like play twenty four hours for extra mm. life thing that they do like that's not even until I think till the beginning of November so it definitely right. should be yeah so shout out to him about that again he ended up top fouring uh, with Shockwave Stormcloud and Hot Rod there was a blaster deck that Stefan had defeated in the finals and then rounding out the top four there was a Battlefield Legend Grimlock build which I'm very curious about. I didn't get the opportunity to go through that list. It was pretty typical aggro deck from what I saw. That's, I'm going to go out on a limb and <laughs> probably assume that. <laughs> that seems yeah. like a safe bet. Uh, but it is interesting given, you know, that particular character combination hasn't, we'll say it hasn't been common. So it definitely stood out there. Uh, as I mentioned, Cameron did do a write-up with the remainder of the top eight, at least listing out as much information as he had. But the official lists, again, are going to be over on the PPG Facebook page and presumably elsewhere. When you got a chance to look at this, Scott, did anything jump out to you? Did any of this surprise you? Is this kind of what you'd expect since we're at the conclusion of this meta, essentially, for a number of reasons? Um... There were some interesting blaster decks. Yes, there were. Uh, I You had mentioned them to me because I didn't get a chance to go through all the lists. There were definitely some very interesting decisions. I'd be curious. And this goes out to everybody out there listening. If I know, as I said, Stefan and Cameron were putting stuff together. But if you were there and you played, do a write-up. Even if it's just a Facebook post in the group just to tell people what your experience was, what your thoughts are. Because it's always interesting to hear different people's perspectives, especially when... Unfortunately, I was one of those people that was sitting on the sideline watching from a distance. And by that, I mean, I wasn't there and I had to follow up afterwards. <laughs> yeah. So, um, there were some interesting blaster lists. There were, um, <laughs> there were a decent number of shockwaves. There were, yeah. There, I mean, there wasn't, there wasn't a lot of three wide aggro, so I'm not surprised by what, by the way it shaped out. It looks like, like, you know, a lot of, the it does make sense. Yeah. You know, fought against each other. Um, all nineteen lists are up there. So I'm trying yes. to remember like what I. It was. It was. There was like two or three aerobots. I want to say. Um, yeah, top eight had, and I don't know what order this is in. Oh, Stefan saying in chat, he's doing the video. Maybe one day I'll write an article. Well, definitely yeah. get on it, man. I w- I want to see it. Um, but top eight, and again, not sure of the order other than the ones I'll call out. So we have uh, two blaster decks. One of them top two. RC Wheeljack Top Shot Lionizer. 
Oh, I saw that one. Yeah, that, uh, was, like a, that was like a more a more typical four wide aggro deck. Yeah, right. Uh, anticipation cars, which we've we've all come to know and love at this stage. <laughs> uh, the two yep. shockwave builds we were discussing, the battlefield legend Grimlock, and then aerial bots rounding it out. So there there are a number of, I guess, old standbys in that list, but there's some new blood in there as people are you know trying their hand at different things towards the end of a meta. Yeah, I would assume the blaster decks that made it were the more quote traditional ones, not the ones that played eject or rewind, whichever the that that guy is. Right. Which one is actually available? Yeah, I I mean I'll be honest, I've looked at that guy every once in a while and said, Hey, maybe there might be some use, but you know, I gotta stick with what works, so I mm-hmm. uh, it in my opinion, I, I kind of like you said, given what was there and what was played and more, maybe more specifically what was not there, it does make sense the way it shaped up. And in addition, you know, we had a bunch of strong players and a strong player taking it down overall. So, you know, again, shout out to Stefan and congratulations on that. Um, it's, I'm <laughs> given one of the topics that we're going to get to very shortly I'm very curious how much different this would have been if we got some of this news sooner. Um, yeah, maybe. I mean, like, I, I don't know. It's, I guess, I guess a big part of it, honestly, it might be that like a lot of players might just still like, especially localized players that didn't go to like Gen Con or mm-hmm. or I SDCC, which I'm sure no one went to. Um, <laughs> yeah. Uh, it's probably the first time they hey, were able to get their hands on the blaster deck. So like it, it, it's probably quote new to them where yes. like, it's not new to like us and other players that were able to get them. So like that might be a big, I mean, I think blaster is a very good deck obviously, yes. but I mean, I think that might be like one of the reasons, especially why it was so um, heavily played even in like a, like a heavier play than normal, I would think, but I, I would have to see mm-hmm. like, physically see which blaster they were playing i guess you could say but i mean i, I, think, I guess the sdcc one was available because on what was it uh the beginning of september or whatever so right one, i think once it had more widespread access i mean you know some people might have been running it during the the eiq season as well i mean it is it is a very good deck yes um so you know i i you know it's just shockwave can should be able to beat that deck most of the time in my opinion, yes, um, you, uh, it depends. Especially when you're playing a range version, so yeah, the range version I know does present me some more difficulty, or present more difficulty to me when I'm running Blaster as compared to some of the other versions. But uh, not to get too far ahead of ourselves, but some of our other news is going to directly impact that matchup because I know at Gen Con it. <laughs> The thing I keep dancing around bailed me out in a number of scenarios against various shockwave builds, uh, just because you could sometimes go, oops, I win, sort of scenario. Yeah, but we're also later in the meta. I mean, Stefan had been playing shockwave a lot, so yes. I mean, he, he definitely attuned it very well and had a lot of experience with it. And, Absolutely. And it was more set up for what he anticipated facing, um, so he was able to modify it to take advantage of what he expected to face. He did face that. Um, there really isn't much the deck can do if the decks that you're naturally weak against are there. It just, 
at this point in time, there was just nothing much that you could could have done if if like the three wide aggro decks had shown up. Right. Um, I just didn't see that many of the traditional ones. I mean, like mm-hmm. the closest would have been like the anticipation cars, and even that is not. It's, I don't it's not hitting as hard. I was about so to say not, I I get where you're going with the three wide aggro on there, but I don't know if it quite fits the title in that particular case. No, it doesn't. I mean, like there's no none of the like lionizer based decks or anything like that that were there. So right, um, like even there, I think there was one fire bee deck, for example, and even that is not hitting. That's more of like, I mean, yes, it falls in the three wide aggro category, but it's more like finesse. So like, right, you're, you're still not just like brute aggression, which is like what like multiple large characters are where that can hit really hard is where a traditional three wide control deck would would be weak and. Right, it just wasn't there. So I mean, like you know, um, it doesn't surprise me that from a deck perspective, that's what did well. But then from a player skill perspective, I'm totally not surprised. Right, um, I was pretty confident that Stefan would do really well once I saw he went. So mm-hmm. yeah, he's definitely pre- he's very much the road warrior. He's been hitting up a lot of these events. So um, any other thoughts on? the ppg tour as a whole are you you said you were planning on attending some of these are you going to the dallas one in november scott no i'm going to the orlando one okay um because where there's going to be last chance qualifiers to get into the the uh the finals but i mean i i i can't make dallas work with like two weeks before i an invitational and yeah that, that's gonna make, be a little challenging <laughs> and vegas the week after just isn't isn't realistic mm. um i mean uh, i i watched the interview with george um I talk to George often uh, as well, and you know I, I think it's, it's going to continue to grow. I think nineteen in such a short period of time is pretty good. Yeah, um, they were they were happy with the turnout. Um, you know, we've talked about you know prize structure and you know support and things like that, and, and as the, I think as that continues to grow, there will be you know a chance of more players traveling. But as we kind of talked about. You know, really, until I guess what I can say is, if you're in the, if you're within a few hours driving distance and you want to play it in a high level event, I highly recommend you go. I mean, this was like right. eight hours for us, which is not like within what I'm talking about. Like, I mean, I, I would have gone. With Getting there is but, one thing, but yeah. <laughs> driving back through the night, it would have been a little bit more of a challenge. <laughs> yeah, um, it's. I think as time goes on, like, I guess I would just recommend is if it's within a few hours, like within a day trip where you can go up and back on the same day, not have to stay in a hotel, not have to like, I mean, you don't have to if it's eight hours each way, obviously, but like realistically not have to stay in a hotel. Like I would highly recommend going um, because I feel like events like this need to draw from the local community before it can be, before it can be expected that like those of us that are really, you know, competitive would be traveling because honestly it's a long way to travel for a few boxes so right. you know but but i think they need they need to draw from the localized players before we can worry about you know something beyond that so yeah i would come agree with, with you there and i expect that going forward we're going to get more bodies it's just the reality of well real life just the logistics of trying to make it happen in that short of a time frame yep so, uh, any other thoughts on PPG before we move into what I, again, was dancing around a little bit earlier? No, like I said, it, it remains a great competitive outlet, and I highly recommend anyone that can go 
to go. I think Dallas will be more highly attended because I think that that area. So if you consider the Columbus area, I don't even know what you want to count Pittsburgh. You want to count Cincinnati. I know that the Dallas area counting like the other cities in Texas. I know some obviously Texas is a big state, but like, (laughs) I don't like, I don't know how far Austin, I I don't know how far Austin is or how far Houston is, but Mm. I know the Dallas Fort Worth area has a good sizable population of players. So I don't, I can't guess on attendance, but I think it'll be probably more than what Columbus was given the, given the upfront time frame. unless players really are just like, I don't want to play in this format for whatever reason, but well, you know, that's a good point to bring up because we are going to have the new set. So it's going to be people's first real, you know, competitive stab at the new meta. There's going to be a lot of interesting things that, even people that aren't going are going to be looking at it for information. The people that are going naturally are going to get a leg up because they're getting the real live live fire reps with it. Yeah, but I think I think what we you know I mean I know it's a very short sample set, but I mean mm-hmm. I, I still like I said believe that this game is based on player skill. Right. And I think it's been been borne out. So you know it's not so much about decks as it is also with player skill. So oh, of course, but know, part of that is I also mean, getting. You know, skills are an acquired thing, so you need to, you know, getting those extra reps will definitely help, and seeing the interactions, you know, nobody just just wakes up one day and knows it. You you teach yourself, or other people teach you, I guess, depending on the scenario, so. Uh, So we'll, we'll close up on the PPG tour and move on to the, um, the infamous word art or paint art from what you were putting up today on the site, Scott. Um, the cheese one or the, or the, uh, well, I, I the, took the one with the, the big no sign on it, but yeah, I, when I was reading everything through, cause, uh, you know, I want to see what the rest of the teammates officially put out there. Um, and I know you were editing some of it, but what I, the cheese thing caught me off guard. I'm not going to lie. <laughs> I'm going to say. I, I didn't... I didn't know 3D art was part of the, the built-in package of the word. <laughs> Surprise! <laughs> um, if if you're listening or watching, listening to this or watching this and have no idea what I'm talking about, head over to VectorSigma.info uh, to get the each of the team members' thoughts on, well, the ban of press the advantage. The problem with presses is, well, the problem's gone because press is gone. Uh, yes. This was... I mean, people have been talking about this, and there were there's been talk about various bands for a while since they were officially implemented with swap parts. And obviously, there have been a lot of complaints about various characters. I'll say there may or may not be a whole lot of merit to some of those arguments or all of those arguments. Uh, but press has been a recurring one for a lot of, I don't want to say obvious reasons, because that sounds like I'm talking down to people, but... A lot of them are pretty glaring, and they were pointed out in the write-up from Wizards, which, as always, is great to hear from them what their thoughts. They they explain everything that was going on and what the thought process behind it was. And I mentioned it in my write-up that I wasn't sure how much you were going to edit it, Scott, when I sent it over to you, but I put a lot of faith in them. I feel they have earned it. That being said, I do have some concerns that I'm sure we'll talk about in a little while, but I guess without being a broken record and repeating everything you already said, what are your initial thoughts for this? Uh, I'm in favor of it. All right, um, folks, we're going to close it up there. Thank you. <laughs> All right, now, go ahead. 
Um, the car just isn't isn't built correctly. Um, if you look at one of Ken's older, I, I think it was actually only a week old, maybe two mm-hmm. weeks old article, a little over a week. He had he had talked about like he gave it wasn't a grid it just was like a list of like you know this is where the standard power level of cards are so like he had like you know grenade launcher is orange because it doesn't stick around leap into battle is three but an off-color pip for combat for offensive combat so like it's balanced in that way etc etc so um if i if we can find that we'll link that below um i'm not entirely sure that that was I mean, it's certainly accurate from a, how you, you know, from them building the game perspective, but there are obviously some aspects of how the game actually plays out where that isn't always correct. But the fact of the matter is, press was above the power curve no matter where Ab- it's supposed to be slotted in. Absolutely. And in such a, in such a tremendous way that it was format warping and specifically deck construction warping because you automatically made Decepticons worse to right. be played. A spe- well, okay, I should say, I'll caveat that by saying any Decepticon that had two or more defense was automatically worse. Well, it was pointed um, out explicitly in the write-up that, yeah, Shockwave showed up, but he has a billion health. And Insecticons showed up, but they're made of paper mache. So <laughs> I that lends evidence to what you're suggesting, that... Yeah, the the middle ground between those two extremes was very much getting pounded by press the advantage. Well, Shockwave showed up for multiple reasons. One, he has an automatic; it's a discard based deck, and the mm-hmm. way that to combat problematic green cards is to not allow your opponent to have any cards in their hand when the greens flip over. <laughs> Funny that how that works, <laughs> right? So, and and we knew that we knew that the only playable true Decepticon deck in a format dominated by Press the Advantage. Again, this is where the you have to assume three wide aggro or four wide Autobot aggro mm-hmm. you know shows up. Right. That's where Shockwave has an advantage. And it wasn't that big of an issue. And that's why I think I think the timing of this was I think the the people that are saying that this was unnecessary are looking at a current timing and not really understanding that the format is much bigger than that. And that, like, what might be doing well currently is not really, is already accepting a, a possibly weakness to a card and and just, like, being like, there's nothing I can do about it. If I run into it, I'm just going to be at a disadvantage yep. and move forward. But, like, again, Shockwave has a natural way of... Yeah, he has an which, inborn resistance you know. to the plague that is press. <laughs> right, but other, other decks don't. Um, right. So... I think people just don't. Okay, so let's so we'll leave the Decepticon thing aside for a second. I think okay. what the my main argument is just that you have an orange green plus two automatically if you have Autobots in your deck. So compare that to any other combat action and tell me where that falls. Is there any other green plus? like damage even available but scott they have scoundrels and no well they have nobles blaster (laughs) action there's no action i i know i know i'm i'm (laughs) i'm making up a counter argument i i'm in agreement with you i'm trying to find something but i am 100 percent on board with that part that you started out 
stating that this was above the curve with the whole explanation from the previous Watsi article. And that's exactly it. Like you said, before the Decepticon piece comes into play, this card probably would have been a three of in any aggressive Autobot deck anyway. Yes. Maybe not necessarily a three of, but you would have been seeing it. Yes, and there and there's two there's two reasons for that. One is it's just something you can always do. Yeah. So you guarantee that you're you're you've said it before in reference to other stuff. Not to keep cutting you off, but it smooths out a a lot of clunky draws. We've all had the well, I draw my improvised shield hands or something similar. Now you can turn those into something valuable. You know, or make those turns where, yeah, plus two isn't as great as plus three or plus four, obviously, but it's better than plus zero. (laughs) And it's orange. Exactly. So it's not hurting you in an aggressive strategy on any front. Correct. So it's always giving you something to do. I mean, you hit both points. It's like giving you something to do and just improving your hand quality at all times, even if eventually... Even if you, even if you're constantly drawing, naturally drawing, or like card, excuse me, card draw effects or card sifting effects, even if you're naturally improving on the press, so you're improving on the plus two. Again, we're going to leave out the minus two for Decepticons for a second. Like even if you're just improving upon that constantly, y- you have the press was probably a, the press was definitely a better option than the first card you pitched to go get it. And so at that point, if you have a better option. You just pitch the press for something else, right? And and it, but you're constantly like, you know, it's the trash to treasure like intermediate steps. The problem here is that if you were playing against the Septicon deck, you went from trash to treasure in one step. So there was no yeah. intermediate gain <laughs> at all, right? Um, like all the, a lot like so. Let's look at all the other greens. So I think the only green that you can make an argument is on the same power level of press is Bashing Shield. Because it's the same essential armor, because armor until Siege 2, most armors didn't go, any permanent armor didn't go above plus one. Right. So or at least a, it was, a not consistent above plus, because you have the, the right. rock, paper, scissors armor. Right, right, exactly. So no, cons- not consistently. So it was giving you the same armor value as other armors and having a come into play. So we're going to, Bashing Shield is on the same level. Okay, I'm not saying it needs to be banned. I'm just saying, like, from a power level perspective of a green, Bashing Shield is on another level, and I'll agree to that. Um, if you look at all the other greens, so Enforcement Batons is not really a weapon. It's an action yeah. with a plus one weapon attached to it. I would agree with that. Uh, um, but it's also green, so, like, I mean, it's also orange, so, like, it, there is that going for it. So that's why it's powerful and sees play, but in reality, it's for its ability. Not for its weapon. Of course. Scoundrels and Nobles Blasters are are still below the curve when it comes to a plus three weapon, which is why they don't see as much play. But they have no downside other than they just need to be played on the actual faction. So, And they're not orange. So they have multiple negatives going for them in order to smooth out your consistency. So they are straight worse than other weapons that see play. They are... If you if you line them up literally when you're making your deck list, they are clearly should be pound for pound again. Other than enforcement batons, like the worst weapon you can draw, but right. you almost always have access to it, and that's where they come into play. 
Of course. Um, secret dealing is a straight worse, um, <laughs> you know, uh, incoming transmission. Yep. Uh, espionage. Espionage is a worse, well, espionage might be, is about equal in power level to disruptive edge. It's just the fact that you have access to it. Well, the thing is, is that um, it, if you if you're comparing it to press or as you were outlining bashing shield, espionage is an answer card. You know, you're, you're yeah. not. I mean, yes, you are winning the game by removing their threat, but it's not in the same way. It, it it's threats versus answers. Press or bashing shield is advancing you offensively as opposed to advancing you defensively. If that makes sense. Yeah, I'm comparing them to other non-green options to try to show that they're worse. Like right. They're all just worse versions of them. Yes. Smelt is a worse version than, than ramming speed or vaporize. Mm-hmm. Um, especially than ramming speed if you're running ramming speed. But if you're running vaporize, like, it is it is worse. Obviously, there are a lot of situations where it, it just becomes a vaporize because it's the only option. But you have to put in power. work to make that happen. Right. Right. Or it has to work out in your favor. Um. Are there other greens that see play? I mean, like Metal Detector has no relevant uh, combat pips. Yeah, sure. <laughs> Enigmas do what they're supposed to do and have no combat pips. Mm. The point is, all of these cards are worse. I mean, uh, what's what's the Focus Fire doesn't really do a whole lot until you have at least two of them. So they clog your hand to do what they need to do. The point is, these green cards are actually are worse than equivalent counterparts. So, like, if you like, we'll, we'll take that. You know, super like supercharges. One supercharge is equal to two focus fires. Right. I mean, like, there's no doubt, like, what happens there, and most mm. of those other examples are the same way. Now, greens see play because of that consistency. So you're trading power for consistency. You're not adding power to consistency like presses. <laughs> yes. I mean, I. I the other solutions that they gave in the article, so, so are so we're in agreement there. Like, like the, to me, the green orange plus two was enough to say it was above the power curve, right? Because it was better than steady shot. It was better than heavy handed. It was probably better than bigger. They are. It was better than than leaping a battle. Like it was a power. It was a power versus consistency thing, and in Agrodex, like, it was, you know, like, if, I think they, this is the way that they do it, but it's like, you get a plus one for being orange in Agrodex, a plus two, because it gives you plus two, and, like, you know, Leap gets a minus one for being blue, right. so, like, the three minus the one is two, here, the two plus the one, again, without even factoring in the minus two, you're already above that. Right. And then the green adds whatever else to it, like, it, it, there's just no way this card is balanced against other cards like it in the format. Even mm. if you don't count the faction bias, even if you don't count, I don't, whatever else, like, like all that together, all in the same card. Like this is so above the curve. It's just, and format warping that it's, it's oh, just absolutely. unreal to me. It's just unreal to me. Right. I mean, that has borne out since this card's release, uh, it's just been dominating when it showed up and we've hit that point where as you were explaining earlier it's you have either cards like shockwave characters that can inherently address it slash sustain through it because again he has a billion health 
or yeah, bugs who, okay, you pressed any card that was a remote equivalent to press. Obviously, we just outlined all the, the power disparity, but if you had any combat pump, okay, the bug is dead. You know, it, it doesn't matter, which would be the extremes that you'd expect would survive this sort of onslaught. My concern with this, and I know a lot, I haven't seen too much. It sounds like you've seen more dissent about this card getting banned than I have, Scott. To be honest, I everywhere I've looked, everybody said, yeah, that makes sense. Uh, my concern with it is, and I outlined this, I'm trying not to be too much of a broken record, but I did say this in the write-up that you had posted today on the site, or at least today being the recording. Um, one of the concerns that I had was, Things like Shockwave, things like the the upcoming Megatron, a number of other characters, Decepticon specifically, that have these higher health totals. I don't know how much they were conceived with press in mind to say, okay, we're accounting for the fact that these guys are going to want to be in a bluer shell. How are people going to get over it? Well, they're going to press them into oblivion, deal with it that way. I don't know oh, wait, if that's wait, actually going to bear out, but it's I mean, some... there's a, there's an auto there's an Autobot that has 21 health and an Autobot that has 20 health, and you're worried about the Decepticons with 17, right? Just put that out there. Well, it was a cons- I'm not saying those won't be a problem, <laughs> but the point is, <laughs> okay. is that so? Yes, yeah, Shockwave had a way to deal with press, but we've already seen that some of these higher health Decepticons can stand up. Like the where I'm going with it is the Spheres argument that the wider aggro is going to lose to blue decks, essentially. Mm-hmm. This was the out for those wider aggro decks to try and compete, at least against the Decepticons, because they have the consistency. They have effectively an on-demand reckless charge. Obviously, this giant pool or health pool, this giant wall of HP is going to be a problem in general because we're getting more of these Autobots. I don't know. It It is a concern, like, as a whole going forward, I'm looking at these giant health pools and wondering what some of these decks are going to do. But that's the way it goes when the new cards come out. Things are going to change. Had, we're going to get new stuff. You had, entire, you had entire spheres that weren't even able to be populated because of this card. Right, so but you, now are you, we trading which sphere is going to be populated because of this? Because this card is now gone. Yes, and that's wrong. what I'm saying. I don't wrong. know. Like it's different. It's not necessarily yeah. better. I mean, you had no wide. You you didn't have wide Decepticon control decks. You couldn't play. Could you play Stunicons? No. no. I mean, yeah, that that's one of the... When I saw this, I'm not going to lie, those immediate... I'm like, oh my god, Menasaur... No, it's it's probably not Menasaur's time, but maybe it is. I don't know. We'll have to see. There were a lot of decks that I had shifted to the back of the worksheet that I had that suddenly may be creeping forward. Um, in general, it's just one of those that I'm not sure exactly how... I'm overall fine with the change. Like... I don't want anybody to misunderstand. I agree with everything Scott was outlining before. I think everybody's basically been on the same page. As outside the game, I would love to play more Decepticons because I love the all of the Decepticon characters. Inside the game, it's okay. It's just different. I'm I'm very indifferent, I guess, to the change. It, it doesn't 
I'm not elated that, okay, well, this other thing now fills the vacuum that was left because press propped up some other deck. I don't, I don't, I think, I think the notion that it props up decks is not correct. And I think anyone that goes into it thinking that it, it's, it's not the centerpiece of the decks. It's the consistency factor in those decks to always allow them to have action to play that is going to advance the board state. No well, that matters card. in matchups where the press is just a plus two. The fact that it is a blowout in the matchups where it's a quote-unquote plus four that is all of the consistency that you're describing, I think is where it it's that sort of crutch. For example, we, not, we're talking yeah, about the blaster you know, into rain shockwave. You're correct. You should probably get crushed in that matchup as the blaster player. Press gives you consistent outs because you're going to see a press. All you have to do is eliminate the brave guy and you'll be able to press their shockwave and be out to an advantage and potentially steal a game one that you didn't, you shouldn't have won. I mean, most range decks don't even have the guy to begin with. I don't think you. I don't mm-hmm. think you should win those matchups if they're playing a ranged pack. You could beat the specialist one, mostly orange. They're right. not as good against those. But like, that's the point: is that a pre- uh, an environment without that may allow those decks to play. I, I don't. I don't mean aggressively in terms of more orange. Like aggressively free sideboard against their bad matchups. You're saying the shockwave without- deck. Or whatever. Or whatever. yeah, they like the deck in that spot where that we're talking yeah. about. Not okay, I got you. But but the card is a crutch for yes. weaker yeah. aggro decks to, to exist. I mean I, this really hurts cars more than anything because if they can't have multiple attacks where the character has minus two defense, yeah. that's a big that's a big deal. Yeah, it it drastically changes things, which I I guess the clearest way to describe it is it's reverting things to the norm, so to speak, where, like you said, the cars is another example where if they can't get those multiple attacks, they, they're not stealing as many games that they quote unquote should not win within the absence of press. Correct. And that's the thing where, and again, I, I am fine with this going and that things are going to be different. It's just I don't know what that new world looks like and whether I will personally enjoy that from a gameplay perspective more than the previous one. I mean, that sounds like you're a crutch then. I mean, <laughs> I play I I mean, we both played a lot of games for a lot of years. I there are cards I get attached to, press is not one of them. I don't really care either way even if i was just playing casually this is not when i first saw the card i'm like no this 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 is not going to go well but it's more you can get attached to an environment or a build or certain interactions just from a gameplay perspective of this is how a game works these are the whether written or unwritten rules and then that's enjoyable or not press happens to have a high power level it adds a lot of consistency both are things i really like so therefore, I was having a lot of fun playing in a format with it. Now that it's gone, I'm going to have to see, okay, is is the new format offering something else that is just as or more interesting? But you have to understand, that's, that's not the axis the game was built on. 
The game is specifically not consistent. The game is a battle right. of trying to make your deck more consistent. But inherently, it is not consistent and power. Mm-hmm. You trade your power usually. Right. Um, that's why. That's why a lot of the like you know, uh, like you know the like energon axe is blue, like things like that. Like if energon. Oh, I, I mean, trust me, know. I get the point. It's just. <laughs> so, but that doesn't mean I can't have fun with cards that happen to be quote unquote broken. Whether this one will be classified as that or not, um, because I think that term has for many years and maybe since it's ever been invented has always been overused. But super powerful cards, whether, you know, powerful being a very general definition encompassing both the consistency and the actual sheer power level are still fun. There's a reason people play, say, eternal formats because those decks can very consistently do really mean things because they want, like the player wants to do those things. No, the player want, the the, the reason why people play those formats is players own cards and they want to be able to use the cards. well that would be true if it wasn't for the fact well we won't get into proxies but (laughs) um that's the and that's and that argument is the same argument i can tell you that is fueling the the people that are saying this wasn't a good idea it's the same exact reason what just because they have it you mean yeah Mm -hmm. i mean i guess trust me I, don't I'm like- not going to say that there's no one out there with that opinion, because yes, <laughs> there's a lot of people who play this game, there are a lot of people who play card games, and I've definitely heard that before in other instances, not Transformers related. So I don't doubt there's a non-zero number. I don't know if I buy the idea that like 80% of the people who are opposed to the ban, all, all four of them, are <laughs> um, because they own a bunch of presses. I didn't say a bunch of them. I, they own them. Well, or, we're, okay, we're own them, in them Things like that. Well, I can tell you, do you think there's anybody in the world that owns I do? <laughs> Let's be uh, honest. Somebody at Wizards. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't know. So, you know, I mean, that's the point. So, like, and I'm not complaining. I'm, the, I'm in favor. So, yeah. But I, I just, it, it's, to me, it's, it, it's, pushing out other cards within its own like what what the card is trying to do is where i had a problem with it yeah i can definitely agree with that do you feel since we were bringing up crutch so many times and i had this in my notes beforehand and then since you were repeating it do you feel that there's we haven't even brought up arms race yet which we have to oh yeah well there's a lot of stuff to talk (laughs) about this thing but do you feel that the elimination of press is going to increase the skill gap for the game do you sure. think it has any impact? <laughs> sure. Why not? Well, I from agree. I was trying to lead you in to elaborate. <laughs> more from a deck building perspective than anything else. Well, I I agree there. I think also from a... To reference back to when we were repeating the word crutch, it is very simple, obviously, against Decepticon matchups. You know, you're an Autobot deck. They're a Decepticon deck. Guess what? I'm going to go get my presses. There's not a whole lot of thinking involved there. But... Even when you were outlining the, if it was just orange green plus two, the, I guess the decision making involved to say, hey, I'd like to play two cards a turn, not just one, isn't exactly you know, super high level, next level thinking. So now you need to be much more cautious and ration 
the few resources you have since you're not just going to have the ability to go, well, I'll go find a plus two. Like, I will go find that given the number of combat flips. Agreed, because I feel like the other green actions that exist currently mm. aren't even all like, like you're not just going to randomly play Smelt. You're not just going to randomly play... Yeah. I guess you could randomly play Espionage if you really wanted to, but I mean, like... Well, yes. <laughs> <laughs> um, to be fair, randomly... there are more reasons to play white cards and, and stuff like that now, so right. maybe, I guess, but I get your point. Like, you could just randomly play Secret Dealings if you want, but it, none of these are going to be on that power level, so of yes, I would... I would agree that a lot of them, um, I mean, this might even cause you to have to play more actions in your deck than upgrades, because... Yeah, you can't guarantee to go get it. Right, because more of your upgrades that see play are green, mm -hmm. so you're, you're more likely to have an upgrade in hand than you are to have an action in hand, given, let's just say your opening hand is complete trash, and like mm -hmm. you, need to, you need to use greens to like make it better. Most of the playable ones now, again, unless you're playing some of these like really kind of under the power curve green actions, um, are going to be upgrades. Right. So the only way to actually get yourself to have playable action phases is to take the upgrades, and then you're going to be like, uh, "What action am I going to?" Like, right. So you might see more uh, more decks slanted towards actions. To be honest with you, also, which is interesting because we have seen a few different things in Siege Two that promote. A heavier leaning towards upgrades right uh agreed so i don't know we we still have a few cards well at this point we're we're running low on cards that we haven't seen yet so maybe there's still something waiting in the wings that will fill that gap but i get where you're going with it that it's gonna there are gonna be some more difficult decisions to be had rather than well i'm gonna start out my deck list with three improvised shield three piece through tyranny three press the advantage and go from there yeah, I think you're, and I think your point about improvised shield and to an extent peace for tyranny and decks that don't necessarily want to use it as its action, mm -hmm. um, it 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 improved them as well because Absolutely. it it gave you an easy out to pitch them, right? So you know, and we've seen some more effects in Siege Two that help you get them where they want to be, which is in the deck, yeah, like on top, but um, it. it it had an effect of making those cards better. It had an effect of making, you know, pre, you know, playing some of your sideboard in your main deck that you could always just pitch to go get something else. Right. Like, because you were always getting this innocuous plus two. Right. Um, even in an Autobot on Autobot matchup, like, that's out the window as well. So, like, if you were pre-sideboarding an Infiltrate or pre-sideboarding, I don't know what else, like... Um, I mean, they're going to be, whatever. you know, <laughs> well, who, dear listener, I'm sure you have something in mind. <laughs> we'll right. put it that way. Like the blaster card. I saw decks pre cyborging that. For, oh yeah. Like, you know, like you could, you could always be like, Oh, if, you know, if I draw this and I don't need it, I just go get my press. Like now you're not going to have that option. So exactly. You know? So one of the things you had brought up earlier was, um, well, there were a bunch of things that we had covered as remaining points of why this is justified. Was there a particular one that you wanted to call out? Yeah, one of the big things I hear from people or see is while they may agree with the decision, they think it could have been solved by having an equally powerful card deceptive. No. 
No. <laughs> so, I, so, I know that argument exists. This is another one that goes in the category of, yes, there are people that will, will, will say that that's a, a good way to handle it. I didn't, I wouldn't think there's too many unless they're oh, newer no, or newish to card games. Well, that was going to be part of where I was going to go. But well, yeah, I got to steal mean, the, steal the words out of you. Go ahead. Yeah, <laughs> I, I mean, I think that's part of. It. I think I think it's not understanding what happens in situations. Um, right. I haven't personally played that many card games where this happens. Um, I I think, and and I I could be putting words in my mouth. Mm-hmm. Uh, games like Yu Gi Oh, I know, were famous for this, where you would have a broken card, and then they would print another broken card to fix the other broken card. And it was just like a, it was just a giant arms race. And faction-based games are difficult to balance from multiple perspectives. Absolutely. Especially especially faction-based games with um, heavily fan-based IPs. Yes. Um, (laughs) So, um, to have a card that was so heavily slanted in the favor of one faction versus another for no I mean there is no for gameplay reasons because there shouldn't be any other reason mm-hmm. um, is 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 always a fine line that you have to walk I mean like could you make the argument that like ranged is way more powerful than melee sure but like that's not really that's not a faction right. in the context of when you see when you, you ask somebody who are the factions of Transformers, they're not going to say ranged in melee. Right. Probably this specialist would probably never even come up, like full <laughs> <Right>. stop. <laughs> but like, so so there's a difficult balancing effect to begin with. But if you mm-hmm. want to, but but having the equally powerful Decepticon side, a doesn't make any sense because you're allowed to play both factions in your deck in case you weren't <laughs> surprised. <laughs> I mean, I haven't checked in the last 10 minutes where somebody's asked it, but I'm sure that... Um, hey, new players, Scott, Scott they... It, I mean, to be <laughs> fair, like, in the in the defense, like, before we got anything, it, it was a non-zero chance that that would be a thing. Right, and in games where that is a thing, or I don't think they actually exist anymore, but, like, in games where that used to be a thing, those games actually existed, mm. um, where you had to play... Like, sometimes you had to show up with multiple, like, one side deck and then only play against the other, or you had to show up with both decks, right. and things like that, it was okay to have imbalanced cards, because it would just mean that you would play the imbalanced cards on one side, and so would everybody else, and then everyone would play the imbalanced cards on the other side, right. and, and it wasn't a big deal, because it, like the game was, you were forced to play one side or the other throughout the tournament anyway, and so it was easier to allow those things to happen. It's much more difficult when you allow the mixing of the factions or show up with like, you know, one deck the entire time for that to happen. Um, now I one thing, and I'm, you're, I know you're not saying this, Scott, or at least <laughs> correct me if you're not, if you are saying this, I don't think it's really a problem. Cause I was actually surprised when it, it said in the article that bad attitude and somebody in, uh, one of the dark is saying in, in chat probably said it earlier about, bad attitude being the mirror for this it honestly never entered my mind i had assumed because of the power disparity that we would just be getting a press the a decepticon quote-unquote press mirror later on if they were going to do that i don't think there's really an issue inherently with 
it gets very delicate, but you could give a better faction incentive to one side if it isn't hugely crippling. Like, I, I don't think it necessarily always has to be the, the noble scoundrels blasters thing, because if it's not, and they're asymmetric, one of them's going to be better at some point. Yeah, and that's fine. It's just that, it's just that, I mean, first of all, they were made, supposedly, but I, I'm sure something happened. In well, it sounds like, based on the, the write-up, that I guess there were pips on, bla- uh, I almost said, that can't talk, uh, bad attitude. There were pips at one point in time. Obviously, now there's not. So, I mean, I also it also seems like at some point they toned down indirect damage and toned down indirect healing because they put two unplayable cards together, took away all the pips, and the cards still unplayable. So, like, <laughs> um, yeah, there were probably I mean, a few I, iterations I, on that one. <laughs> I don't think it's unplayable. I just think it like doesn't. I mean, it might seem more play now, it's, uh, honest, to be honest with you. I mean, <laughs> by some definition, it's not unplayable, I guess. That sounds I mean, the individual weird. cards certainly, certainly don't see play. Mm. Like, strafing run and repair bay don't see play. Right. Whereas, I don't even know what press even was, because there is no minus two. And yeah. You could say, oh, at the time, almost a leap, you know, sees play. So, right, right. Um, I mean, they were, according to everything I've read, they were made as you know, as a series of faction-based cards, but yeah, I think did. one got eroded a lot in during playtesting. Yeah. I know they were, because they were talking about the rarities. Does it count as a cycle if there's only two? I mean, they also, I mean, they counted, they tried different things. So they said, yeah. you know, nobles and scoundrels are your uncommon mirrored faction cards. Right. These are your rare or separate cards. Exactly. Yeah, that's what I was referencing. Oh, and the commons were, like, the one that, like, plan one if you repair and have all... Oh, no, that's right. Uh, confidence and Swindled. Yeah, Confidence and, and Swindled. And, and re- field repair and whatever the... Underhanded tactics. It, yeah, that's it. Oh, there you go. You're, yep. <laughs> so, which I have played. So, um, so those are, like... The, they did have a whole entire cycle of these just the rare ones. Right. Um, but I mean, you know, confidence and swindle don't operate the same way. I don't think they should even have the same color pips, but that's neither here nor there. Wow. <laughs> um, but you know, there's little things like that, 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 that make a card shine or fade. Right. And in this situation, it was just too slanted. Absolutely. It, I mean, I don't want to rehash everything that we just said, but yes, uh, were there any other things about this that you wanted to highlight? Because I, you're obviously and have obviously seen much more pushback on the ban than I have. I mean, again, I expected, you know, you're never going to please everybody. I'm perfectly fine with this having occurred. I can, there are parts of me that are super elated about it. The worst I get about this is, yeah, okay, it's a good decision. Not oh my god why did they do this um i I think i think what people need to understand is it takes a lot i mean i'm not one to not admit my own mistakes and mm. so i don't i don't think it's that big of a deal but to have a company do it in in a setting where you know i I mean it's a 13 dollar card 24 hours ago 
it's not anymore. I'm going to so go out on a limb and say it's not $13 now. <laughs> you don't have to go very far on a limb, trust me. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, I mean, that's it, that's not something that's easy for them to do because they, they're aware of it. Right. Um, it, it definitely and, is a... There's no way to get around it. It's a black eye of, you know... Like you said, they made a mistake. It happens. Yeah, and it takes a lot to admit that it's a mistake that would have that affects that has domino effects on on a format for sure, and ultimate and ultimately hurts the playability of more cards than it helps the playability of of the cards it's helping now. Right. Um. And you know, they did look at results. They did look at. Um, you know, large scale tournaments and the percentage of decks that were that were utilizing the card in order to make a decision. And and to me, you know, to resist the arms race of then giving Decepticons a card that was just as powerful, understanding that you're just driving out more cards out of the environment. Yes. By doing by, by doing that. I mean like, you know, the hypothetical card that they printed there would have been like the best secret action you could we play, which would have been driving out other secret actions. Like you only have a forty card deck. So if you're going to give only certain decks a green, orange, plus two, again, at minimum, it's it's just not going to, like, your decks are just going to, the games are going to play out too similarly. And I think they saw that. They saw that, you know, ultimately, orange decks are like, you know, what, 36 cards in common? Right. 32 cards in common or something like that? And it's, like, again, uh, one of those... <sighs> excuse me where i am personally an outlier like that doesn't personally bother me but i get the like i'm not saying that it's wrong for people to be unhappy about that whether it's a player it's somebody trying to sell their press the advantages or it's uh wizards of the coast yeah like i so. i always drift towards oddball things as probably everybody can put together by now but uh it is for I, and this is a generalization, so I'm sure I'll get shredded for that. But like for the general gaming populace, the diversity and variety there is important. That it isn't you sit down and you can name, like you said, 36 of the 40 cards right off the bat. And I think a lot of that. I mean, that's that's not the only argument because I think a lot of that. Oh, for with sure. The, the we're not very far into the life cycle of the game to begin with. So I mean, don't get me wrong there. I mean, like. You can still always identify the curve above the curve, and that's not going to change. But this one was just too powerful. There's just no doubt. About it. So. Yeah, it. Like I said, I'm I'm surprised based on what you're telling me that there was so much pushback about this because, I mean, we started out. It, I'm not trying to be insulting in any way, but like, read this card, <laughs> look at the pips. <laughs> This one should jump out to you immediately uh, that it's it's super punishing as on top of being good. So I, I can't imagine a world in which this was going to continue to exist. I expected that either long term. I guess the way I'll put it is I wasn't sure that there was a ban coming soon, but I, I was predicting that either we would get a ban or inevitably if there are rotating formats this would have gotten rotated out and then we'd never see something like it again something like that um 
something was going to be addressed and none of the other options that they listed are really viable. And Wizards has gotten away from that even in other games just because it, it has other ripple effects when you do either the power creep method, the um, errata method, the, you know, the makeup card method <laughs> kind of thing. All of those end up going south quickly. I mean, the errata works if you want to errata cards. It's just that you'd rather not do that. So it's if you're errataing, I mean, they outlined it in the write-up mm-hmm. that it's important. And I agree with them on this front 100%. It's important for the cards to do what they say. It's different mm-hmm. if you're, it's an errata and you're clarifying, you know, the wording's mm-hmm. ambiguous or something along those lines. I played other games where the the card literally does not do what yep. is printed on it. And it sounds like it's easy. You know, you just go to a tournament, you're a tournament player, you should know what your cards do. That's not how it works. And it ends up being a disaster. So mm-hmm. we don't really need to highlight the scenarios, but if you're curious about that or you felt that that would have been a more appropriate way to go, there are other examples that you can, you know, you can Google and none of them worked out. It, it's a, it's a nightmare. Yeah. So, so this is this is the right decision, in my opinion. I would agree. Um, like I said, I do have some potential misgivings. They're all 100% on me. I will <laughs> absolutely own those. And it's, it's not in the general grand scheme of things. I can get behind this as a healthy and appropriate action. Well, the action to remove it, not the card itself, I guess. There were no, there were no higher level tournament players that I spoke prior to this. We would just have casual conversations about formats. Mm-hmm. That this never came. That this option <laughs> never came out of their mouths. So, right. I mean, there's. I've never had a conversation about anything in this game that was so ubiquitous as yeah, that card mm-hmm. is broke. When you have something that's that unanimous, it mm-hmm. speaks volumes. Um, yeah. So obviously Wizards was aware of it and they took what we're both claiming and believe to be a appropriate, uh, excuse me, led to an appropriate resolution. So it's going to be very interesting. And a lot of those card reveals and reviews that we've done over the last few weeks change a lot. Yeah, and we'll do our best to get Drew or any other design team to to give. I mean, they're just going to give the same opinion that was already out there, but maybe to clarify. Mm-hmm. I'm sure next time we talk to either one of them. So. Absolutely. So uh, we haven't actually gotten into the spoilers, Scott, but do you think it's an appropriate breakpoint at the moment? Yes. Okay, then uh, we're going to close up on this one, folks, but stay tuned. We are going to be hitting up the spoilers very quickly. So as always, thank you for listening. Thank you for watching, and please tune in next time for more Tech Talk. Dan here from VectorSigma.info. We wanted to take this moment to thank all of our patrons for believing in the service we're providing. If you're not yet a member of a Patreon, feel free to click on the link for other podcasts like this one or verse videos or any of the other great content that we provide on our YouTube channel. Thanks, guys.